1: morning, everybody. Welcome to the Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind podcast. I am your host, Justin Carlucci, filling in for Stevie, and I'm with Christy Metzger, a.k.a. Creighton. What's going on, Christy? Great to have you here.
2: Hey, it's great to see you. I know it's been a while since we've uh, done a show together, but uh, looking forward to it. I mean, looking ahead, like what a week, you know, we've got Masters, we've got baseball starting, basketball. I mean, just kind of a great sports week in general.
1: Crazy. Absolutely. I'm so happy and thankful we get Major League Baseball. I was, I was a little oh, unsure yeah. about a month ago we would have a season. Exactly. Um, Cheese posted his first million dollar musings. That's how you know it's getting real. Christy. That's how you know
2: it's real. Exactly. When I saw that come out this morning, I was so excited. It was almost like Christmas, you know, seeing his article come out and uh, just couldn't wait to read it. And as usual, it's just amazing. So did a great job
1: definitely cheese is Dave Potts. For those of you who are new to uh, Roto Grinders DFS baseball, uh, awesome content, great DFS player. I kind of like consider him like the godfather of Roto Grinders MLP, yes. I guess. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, we have all that awesome stuff. The Masters is going to be nuts. Tiger Woods allegedly thinks he has a shot to win. And you know, that's awesome to hear. And that's going to be a great tournament. And of course, Major League Baseball has an opening day slate on Thursday and FanDuel and DraftKings have blessed us with two totally different lock times for that. So that will be uh, (laughs) interesting as well. But through all of that, we have NBA DFS and things are getting dicey now, Christy as we're recording this, we're still kind of in limbo waiting for Jonas Valanciunas news for Tuesday night, which could totally shake the slate up. But um, you know, as the season winds down, do you, uh, tend to do anything differently? Do you play a little lighter? Do you play different game types? Like do you approach the last week or two any differently?
2: You know, that's, that's a great question. I would say, yeah, the the last couple of weeks, you know, probably focus less on cash and more on tournaments just because there's so many moving parts, like, you know, we'll get into it, but maybe you have teams like Detroit and tonight, you know, OKC is a good example of, you know, Poco's set to be really popular. He's not starting, you know, we get a lot of lineup shifts and things like that. So I think it's a good tournament place to be. And then, you know, with Major League Baseball coming right around the corner too, I probably dial back exposure too, just because baseball is starting. But there's also a lot of great GPP contests, you know, heading into playoff season too. So.
1: Definitely. This is definitely the time of the year where it's, you know, tell the significant other we're ordering in tonight. We're not cooking. We're not going grocery shop until the games are over or, or yep. before you start your work day in the morning, because you need those notifications on and uh, you need to be glued. No, show, no social life, I guess.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: MLB will be a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, we had some scratches with the pandemic and things like that. And this is me rambling because we only have six games, thankfully, but um yeah. So baseball's kicking off and we got all of the tools that you need right here at rotogrinders.com. We also have a lot of cool stuff over at scores and with Christie's, which Christy is going to start contributing toward soon. And we're looking forward to that. So um, I guess without further ado, let's uh, let's talk about this six gamer for Wednesday. And there is one seven o'clock Eastern game, Dallas and Detroit. And you know, Over the past, I don't know, seven years since I've been playing DFS frequently, I have just a mega list of beat writers. And Rod Beard is Detroit's beat writer, and he's so good. Like, he welcomes DFS talk and lingo with open arms, and that's not often the case with a lot of these NBA beat writers. Most of them kind of, like, crap on DFS or people Mm -hmm. that ask questions about minutes. But uh, so Rod Beard, I actually saw on Twitter, got promoted to – Something higher up in the Detroit, uh, in a major newspaper he works for. So that was cool to see, but I'm also sad to see a really reliable beat writer, uh, maybe, be, maybe be off the Detroit beat, which uh, the Pistons have been a frequent visitor of the injury report and, and scratches this season. Christie and it looks like they're up to some late season shenanigans in the Tankathon on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, we we've seen them. You know, we had a game the other night where you know you think Cunningham and even Sadiq Bay and Stewart and some of those guys were carrying some pretty heavy ownership, and they played a whole few minutes, and that's when we start to see kind of the tankathon and some of the bench players getting some runs. So yeah, you're exactly right. Um, and I think you know it's it's a good example with heading into this game. I think again, good, good tournament plays in there, you know, but you're looking more so at guys like Killian Hayes and even Isaiah Livers and some of those guys in there that you normally wouldn't be um, looking at um, earlier on in the year.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, that was a 121-117 game against the Pacers on Sunday. So it was pretty competitive for the most part. And that was the game that Cade did not play. I believe. Correct. So, correct. Um, you know, you had Sadiq Bay starting and oh. I'm, I'm glad I skipped this slate because he played 22 minutes, didn't check into the fourth quarter. Neither did Isaiah Stewart. Um, yeah. Just, just bizarre. I mean, it, Detroit's seriously hard to target right now. I mean, like how confident are you in exposure to this team on Wednesday?
2: Not great at all. Um, you know, just kind of looking ahead at the pricing a little bit, like, you know, for me, Obviously, you really, like you said, you can't trust some of those guys like Cunningham and and Bay and Stewart and things like that. For me, you know, maybe taking a look at at guys like you know Killian Hayes, Livers, you know, some of those, some of the bench guys, you know, make great tournament plays. But you know, I think this is if you're playing cash games, this is probably more of a, a game to, to stay away from because we just don't know the reliable minutes um, for their starters.
1: Yeah. In addition to some of these other guys like so Kelly O'Linick's out you know Diallo's been out Corey Joseph's not gonna play and he did not play on on Sunday either um McGruder's out Carson Edwards who who played and would have been a popular pump play he's out as well so you really have just a handful of active Pistons you know Cunningham and Sadiq Bay, as far as we know we're gonna play but again we, we really, it's hard it, to put any kind of label on, on what kind of rotation they're going to see.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. And even if you notice, like I was even looking at some of the pricing and I know we're looking kind of at DK and in FanDuel, but on FanDuel, like they priced up a guy like Killian Hazy 6,800. So, I mean, that's just, you know, he's just priced out of it really, because you have no idea what type of minutes he's going to get. So um, that was just kind of an interesting side note too
1: and who knows like are they going to do a thing where they just run Cade Cunningham 30 minutes again I, right. you know if, if i'm playing single entry i i think i'd rather take a low owned stab elsewhere not even just exactly not even just uh you know fly the plane in that direction i'd turn that thing around the one guy that saw 36 minutes is frank jackson who yep. star- who started and finished the game which yes. which he, uh, he's one of two players who did that it looks like Isaiah livers also did that yes what are your thoughts on him? I mean, you can't trust anyone here, but you know, he might be one of the more interesting guys to take a flyer I, at it.
2: I think you're exactly right. I think, I think like you said, livers and Frank Jackson and you know, they're still price pretty low. Like, you know, just even here looking on FanDuel, he's 3,600 Frank Jackson is. So yeah, I think those are definitely good filler GPP guys. Um, and just taking a chance that they're going to get some high minutes there, but yeah, th- those are some of the guys I'll be fo- focusing on for tournaments for sure.
1: Agreed. And the kicker is like, how much is Kate Cunningham going to play? You know, Um, he's young, very young, obviously. But, you know, he came in a little dinged up to the league at the beginning of the season. He was on a minute's leash for quite some time. And uh, maybe they've just I mean, they know they don't have to see any more out of the kid. Right. They know what they have. So I don't know. But we don't have the projections out just yet. But I'm guessing maybe we like my best guess here, and I guess that's why I'm here to guess is, you know, 25 minutes, maybe at a Cade. I don't know. Gun to head, Christy. You have any best guess? Yeah.
2: That, yeah I think that's a fair, yeah. I was kind of thinking about that too. And I think, yeah, if, if you had to make a guess, that's probably the best, but um, like you said, they know what they have in him and, you know, and then on the other, other hand too, you could see him, you know, playing 30 minutes and and, and such, but uh, yeah, D- Detroit, like you said, a little bit tougher to predict at this time of the year, Um, Certainly safer plays, especially if you're still playing cash games um, at this point.
1: Definitely. Um, They're taking on Dallas, who, you know, the Nuggets are right behind them. Well, not right behind them, two games behind them in the loss column. Um, So if Denver wins tonight, Tuesday, that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, You know, Dallas would kind of just want to put that home court advantage away, staying in the top top four uh, and they're only a game in the loss column behind the warriors as well. So that's, that's kind of interesting. So I I think Dallas should play to win this game. Uh, that's my, my educated guess here. Uh, what are your thoughts about the maps?
2: Yep. That's, that's what I think too. Like you said, still, still playing for playoff seating. Um, and, you know, Luca, I mean, y- you just look at that guy and I mean, he's just done it all this year, 38% usage, you know, he's averaging 1.68 fantasy points per minute. Um so I mean, he's going to be certainly a guy, especially on a six-game slate, someone that we're going, to, we're going to we're going to want to take a good hard look at. Um, you know, so he's going to be kind of the main focus of this game for me.
1: Definitely, uh, he's the most expensive player on DraftKings at 12K, and you know, rightfully so. Um, but it's a slate where the next closest guy is Durant at 11 three, and then Trey Young is 10 five, and Durant and Trey Young are both going to be playing on their second leg of a back-to-back. So. Who knows? Yeah, maybe yeah. we see some more shenanigans by the time by the time I edit this recording <laughs> and, and send it out there. So I agree. I mean, would you consider Luca the top spend up? I mean, just looking at this slate, I mean, there's I don't yeah. know, ceiling wise.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I do. Like I said, it's really, you know, I mean, he's doing so much for their team. The usage is strong. I mean, it's just hard not to like him. And again, because it is a six game slate and just kind of looking at some of the other the other studs that are on there, to me, he checks in as the best option and a great spend up. I know he's priced up there, um, but I I think he's going to be one of the top plays for sure.
1: The Mavs played mega minutes against Milwaukee. You know, you're seeing that playoff rotation. Uh, Maxi Kleber's out, Christy. I mean, I'm just going to rattle off these minutes real quick against Milwaukee a couple nights ago. Luka played 39 minutes. Dorian Finney-Smith played 41 minutes. Reggie Bullock, 40. Dwight Powell, 30. Jalen Brunson thirty six and Dinwiddie twenty. So I mean, like as much as it's kind of difficult to play the Mavs from time to time this year, aside of Luke, um, you know, if we're gonna get thirty five to forty minutes out of some of the guy these guys, they have to be pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you brought up a good point too. Some of these some of these teams are getting their rotations set for you know getting a look at it for heading into to playoffs. And and you're exactly right. The minutes have been pretty predictable there. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. I think you know Jalen Brunson. Um, He's more kind of a a filler for me. It's not someone that I definitely target more. Luca is always a strong target for me, but I certainly don't mind, you know, if you land on a Brunson or a Dinwiddie, um, even though he's coming off the bench. And like you said, Dorian Finney-Smith, even Dwight Powell, I mean, can be a decent value for you, depending on what happens there. So I don't mind that either. But yeah, I think there's certainly a few of these plays that could check in as good value plays as well.
1: I like the Dwight Powell call. I love. I I, like. I like his price at forty seven hundred. If we're gonna see thirty minutes without Kleber, Um, but I I hate that he's center only. What kind of position you got under on FanDuel with him?
2: Yeah, so he's got. um, I think he still is. I think he still does have forward eligibility. Let me check. Double check that here for sure. But yeah, you're right. It makes it makes it certainly a little bit trickier. He does. Yeah. So he is center and power forward eligible. He's priced up to 4,900. So we're used to seeing him kind of around that 4k range. But um, again, I think he's certainly a value play that you can take a look at. You know, he put up over 40 points the last time out against Milwaukee had 31 minutes. Um, So could be a very strong value play.
1: This is kind of a crazy slate. I'm looking at the DraftKings centers and Porzingis, Gobert Vucevic, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Isaiah Roby, Clint Capella, and Andre Drummond are seven of the top nine price centers, and they're all on second legs of back-to-back. Exactly. So I think I'm more okay with playing Dwight Powell, knowing that like half of that list probably won't play, and it's yep. a slate without Jokic and Embiid. So Powell is more interesting when you when you look at it from roster. That's a great point.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're That's a great point because guys, like you said, Jokic and Embiid and some of the – Carl Anthony Towns and things like that aren't on the slate so yeah he's gonna he, he could be a very good value
1: for sure and you mentioned uh, Dorian Doreen Finney-Smith who is just a maddening player to roster because he's maddening a maddening
2: player yes he terrible. is because he can you, you I mean he can get the minutes and he can get you like 13 or 14 points <laughs> and kind of wreck your lineups but um he always checks in as a decent value a lot of times earlier on when you're looking at lineups
1: he's one of those guys where after the game ends and he goes for like 45 and you don't have him, You're like, I'm so stupid for not playing him, but he's just such a poor per minute producer that really? I think he's a true tournament player, even with 40 yes. minutes in a game, but he's in the pool for sure. He's in the pool. Cool. All right. We talked about that game for, for longer than <laughs> we had to um, a, a game, which could endure more hypotheticals is the Nets. Uh, in the Battle of New York City, uh, taking on the Knicks. And, of course, Brooklyn will be on the second leg of a back-to-back. So, you know, you really just you don't know what they're going to do. They rolled out both of their studs tonight against Houston, um, which, uh, you know, I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen there. They're currently the 10 seed. Uh, I don't believe the Knicks can catch them. Uh, but they can move up potentially to – realistically maybe the eight seed so they could maybe get a, a home game if uh the dominoes fall the right way if the hawks and the hornets were both active on tuesday night uh you know hit a rut here towards the end so like the nets are still playing um so I- I'm, I'm imagining both of the studs playing the second leg of a back-to-back uh but i don't know for sure uh what are your thoughts on this one of course you know seth curry didn't play on tuesday um Drogic didn't play on tuesday James Johnson didn't play on Tuesday. There are just so many moving parts in this one here.
2: There really are. And so for me too, you know, obviously a lot of the focus is going to be on Kyrie and and Kevin Durant. You know, you look at Kyrie and I don't know if you have this price up there for DK, but you know, his price is actually coming down on FanDuel. Like tonight, he was 9k. He's 8,600 for the slate tomorrow night. So definitely going to have interest in him just because, you know, if you're if kind of taking a look at tonight's score too, I mean, he just put up 30 fantasy points just in the first half already. So I do think, you know, even though they're on a, they'll be on back-to-back games here. I think those are, those are more of the focus for me. Um, you know, I think you could maybe throw Andre Drummond into the tournament pool, um, you know, maybe a Claxton or something like that on DK, if you need value. But for me, it's really kind of focusing on, on Kyrie and KD.
1: Yeah, big price discrepancy between sites. And uh, Kyrie is 10K here on DK. Um, But, you know, he has the usage to kind of hit that ceiling. You know, the Knicks are just not typically a team you want to attack. But when you have two guys who should take 60% of the shots, (laughs) if Curry and Drogic are out, and of course they've been missing Harris all season. Uh, You know, my rule of thumb is, like, I don't play Durant and Irving together in lineups. There's a couple. I don't either. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. There's a couple of like anomaly days where they both hit a ceiling game, but like I don't foresee it against the Knicks because of their pace and, uh, exactly. decent defense. But th- that being said, you know, I would imagine they're going to play to win this game too because they could hypothetically get a home game, um, you know, with the play in tournament and whatnot. Uh, so I guess Drummond remains a tournament option at 6,100 just, just because it's Drummond and he's fairly priced. But um, anybody else in the Nets, like, would you prioritize? I'm not saying prioritize no. Drummond. Anybody else in the pool, though, for you? Like-
2: not, not, not really. You know, for me, it's kind of, you know, maybe taking a look at Kyrie. And like you said, I'm the same way. I don't really play Kyrie or, or KD together. So um, for me, I'm probably looking more at Kyrie just because of, of pricing. But uh, other than that, I don't have a ton of interest. I think there's going to be some better value as we go along.
1: I think uh, it's sad to see just the wall that Patty Mills hit this year. He's been so bad.
2: Yeah. He has been terrible. Hasn't he? Even when he got the start, you know, the other night, he just didn't do anything with it. And yeah.
1: 31 minutes over seven from the floor. Yeah. Four fouls. He had more fouls than fantasy points in 31 minutes. Um, Exactly. That's crazy. So it's, it stinks that we can't even comfortably roster him on some nights, but uh, father time, I guess, catches up with everyone at some point or yes. The, the Knicks are an interesting uh, DFS team now with Julius Randle not playing anymore. Yep. And uh, who knows if he's in a Knicks uniform next season, is that screaming RJ Barrett to you uh, on Wednesday?
2: Well, it is, you know, I mean, the Knicks have been, I mean, eliminated from playoffs. And so, so you look at RJ Barrett, I mean, his usage is 34.6% um, without Randle out, you know, averaging 1.08 fantasy points per minute. Um, he, well, he's really looked good down the stretch here the last month or so His price has definitely come up, but I mean, it's certainly been warranted and, you know, he's been, he's certainly been producing, you know, just kind of looking at his price here, you know, he's he's, on FanDuel. he's kind of been around that $7,600 range for quite some time. So, I mean, I think he is a great play. Um, And then it's been kind of interesting, you know, I mean, you can usually get, um, you know, Tibbs, it's pretty easy to predict kind of his rotations and things like that, but Um, Obi Toppin in there has, has been a really great value play in there too. And then quickly has been um, getting some great run, um, getting plenty of playing time, even coming off of the bench seems to be pretty blowout proof as well. Um, And so he's someone that's been very interesting too. So for me, RJ Barrett, definitely. And then Toppin and and quickly are, are some plays in there that I like as well.
1: Yeah. I was just going to bring up quickly. I'm curious what you got his price over there on FanDuel. He's 61 on
2: DK. So he's 58. So yeah, exactly. I mean, he's getting priced up there a little bit, but you know, if you kind of look at the last couple of games, I mean, he's gotten 33 and 29 minutes and, you know, we saw just a big ceiling game, kind of a trip, his first triple double there um, and put up over 50 fantasy points. So yeah, Certainly in the tournament mix. Um, again, priced higher than we're used to seeing. but to me, I like him better coming off the bench than even a guy like Alec Burks.
1: For sure, especially since they have been eliminated, and just because we didn't see any quirky stuff with the veterans last game doesn't mean we might not see it again on Wednesday. Um, exactly. So, so yeah. But Quickly's minutes have been great. He's been filling up the stat sheet, and uh, the the fantasy production was never a problem. It's just getting the consistent minutes here. And, uh, you know, I, I do worry about the blowout with Brooklyn a little bit, but you know, I I try not to build that way. uh, Typically, um, you're right. Maybe quickly's minutes are safe either way. Is he right in that weird zone where maybe he runs in the fourth? I don't know.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, to me, he just, he's certainly intriguing. I think he could potentially go overlooked just because people aren't used to seeing his price at that price point at 5,800 and 6,100 on DK.
1: Yeah. I, I like quickly for a tournament option too. And uh, you would think Barrett's young and he should play 35 minutes, but you can make, you can say the same thing about Cade Cunningham when everyone loved him a couple of days ago. And I know. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little worried about the rug getting pulled early on Barrett, you know, in, yep. in in theory, it should be a decent game environment. And he'd be one of the guys to shoot the Knicks into the game, but just a little bit of cause for concern there. Um, anybody else in the Knicks Obi Toppin? I mean, he's,
2: I do like him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's certainly been interesting and I was just going to double check here too. So he's, I mean, most of the week here, he's been priced, you know, the price hasn't really come up. He is up to 5,500 on FanDuel, you know, a good matchup going against Brooklyn too. Um, You know, he's had 30, 35 minutes the last couple of games, um, has some decent up at sides. So yeah, I still, I still definitely like him. And um, you know, the one thing about, tibbs that i like is for the most part you know his rotations are a little bit easy and minutes are easier to predict um so yeah certainly throw him in the conversation
1: yeah definitely some good tournament options here you know mitchell robinson as well 6100 yeah. dk when when he gets the minutes you know he can fill it up he's very frustrating yes. uh, he's extremely volatile in terms of range of outcomes but uh he's in the cards too absolutely okay Uh, I guess we can move on here to Boston and Chicago. This could be a fun one. A lot of Q tags on Boston, Christy. Uh, Looks looks like Tatum's probable, though. Um, That's the most recent update that Tatum's probable. Jalen Brown's probable, even though he has a Q tag. And so is Al Horford. I I don't know. I I just, I'm a little nervous about this one in terms of, of, we might give you some stale info, because there's a a lengthy Q tag list here. Yes. Uh, um, Yeah. And Chicago's on the second leg of a back-to-back. I'll throw it over to you. You have a general thought on this one?
2: Yeah, I know it's kind of tricky. You know, like with Chicago, you know, we got Levine out tonight. And so I think there's some potential value with Chicago. Um, you know, some guys like that have been popping for value or, you know, like even Kobe White, even though he's coming off of the bench, um, uh, Desanimo. uh Patrick Williams has been playing better too. So, I mean, I think there's, you know, at the, at the right price points, there's some decent value, I think on Chicago. Um, and like you said, on the Boston side, um, a little bit trickier cause we do have a lot of Q tags and with, you know, if everybody ends up playing going to have less interest in guys like Tatum and Brown, but if some of those guys are out, you know, there's going to be certainly some plays to, to be had there, but I know it's kind of tough to tell the night before on how, how that all looks like.
1: Yeah. um, The Celtics are currently, as of us recording this, a half a game up on both the Bucs and the 76ers. And, you know, there could be conspiracy theories on, oh, who do the Celtics want to play? Like, will they they sit guys on purpose? But, you know, hypothetically dropping from two to four and losing home field advantage, home field advantage, home court advantage, (laughs) um, potentially over one of these other teams is... Um, you know, down the line is, is nothing to mess around with. So, so I'm, I'm hoping the Celtics play just so it's one less game. We have to worry about some chaos and I'm thinking they probably will. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Tatum has been great this season. Chicago's really struggled defensively and, you know, you can see all the numbers, you know, if you're listening to this and you follow Twitter or, you know, ESPN and all the, the mainstream sites started picking up on it, that Chicago was is really bad against elite competition this season. And the Celtics kind of turned into elite, an elite team in the second half. They've been playing great defense here. Um, are you prioritizing anybody on Boston here? If, if, if the people we think play will, like if we think these guys are just going to roll out there and play.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I would say with Boston, and and this is probably typically the case for me too. They're never really priorities of mine. You know, if I kind of find you know that I'm I'm looking for some spots, I certainly don't mind them. I mean, like you said, Tatum's been playing great. Brown, obviously, Jalen Brown has huge upside, and then even guys like you know Al Horford and Marcus Smart, um, you know, all fine plays, but I don't ever find myself starting with them in my lineups. They're more of just kind of fillers. And then you know Grant Williams has certainly. Um, you know, with um, Robert Williams being out, he and Horford have, you know, filled in for him. And then you've got Tice too with a bigger role off of the bench. But uh, yeah, not a lot of starting points for me, but I think some of them could end up certainly be in decent place.
1: Uh, I totally agree. And as we're talking about that, Valance got ruled out for Tuesday night.
2: Oh, so my we,
1: we might be doing, uh, might be doing some CV swapping while we're talking here. Yeah. I we'll see if Is- I can multitask.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Is Willie Hernan Gomez going to get the start?
1: Um, I don't know yet, um, but that was some late news that could, you know, flip this thing on its head. Um, and it is nine oh six Eastern now, so that's the tricky thing. There's only two games left, and you might not have a ton of slots open. That news dropped right after the the Spurs Denver game and the Memphis Utah game. Um, uh, tipped off so if if you took a gamble, you might be rewarded here because there might not be a ton of slots left in these late games here um so that's late that's that's what you're signing up for when you're playing n b a in true? uh in early April, so I totally agree on the Celtics thing, you know when they're priced appropriately, it's kind of like okay, one of them might hit their ceiling. I don't know what's gotten into Jalen Brown the last um 10 days or so because he's finally playing like he did at the beginning of the season, flashing a couple of 50 point upside type games here. Um, So I guess just, you know, he looks like he's in good form and I'll I'll side with Jalen Brown. If I'm, if I'm going somewhere here, Um, but everybody's, you know, priced appropriately. It's tough to target against Boston because they're so good defensively and they, they play pretty slow. Um, Zach Levine, whether he plays or not is, is going to gauge my interest here in the bulls. Absolutely. If, if Levine's out, I have interest in some of these guys, where his usage will go uh, and Caruso as a value play and Kobe white. Um, but if Levine's in, I'm, I'm probably not really interested in anybody, but maybe him actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. And because Levine's price, you know, is still at a really good price point. I think, you know, if, if, um, if Levine is in, I'm not going to have, really much interest in DeRozan because he is really pretty priced up there too. So I agree with you, you know, maybe a couple of value pieces with Caruso um, Kobe white coming off of the bench. Um, But yeah, I think Levine, and I think a guy like him too, especially with him not playing tonight, I think he's a great tournament play and, you know, it's seems like the last couple of weeks he has gone overlooked, even though he's been at a decent price point. So I I like that call.
1: Yep. Yep. And uh, you know, we'll move on here to Washington, Atlanta, which seems like a decent fantasy environment you know we're recording eh, a little after nine eastern here and uh you know it's late season nba when i can't get a game total on any of these games on the slate oh. because no one really knows what's going on but in my mind it's a decent game environment here um both teams on the second leg of a back-to-back so there could be some poor Zingus news in this one because i uh, you know they've been watching him all season and that uh he is the, the wizard's new shiny toy so Uh, you know, if you ask me, do I think Porzingis will sit Wednesday? I would say there's a 40% chance that he does. I don't want to say 50 and just be a a cop out, but
2: I know, I I think there is a decent chance. Like you said, you know, um, it's just, they've been pretty cautious. There's really no need for them to, to play him big minutes. Um, I mean, he's certainly done well. He's averaged, you know, um, point and a half fantasy point per minute over the last few games but uh, yeah, but he's priced up there too. So, you know, to me on that Washington side too, there it's kind of interesting. I mean, there's not a ton of great options. I mean, you can look at some guys like Rui or, you know, ish Smith or, you know, even Satoransky's getting priced up there. I mean, he was kind of the minimum here a a week ago or so. So there's not a lot of guys that I'm finding a ton of interest on the Washington side.
1: Yeah. It's, it's tough to say Um, if Porzingis is out, you know, you could make a case for a couple of these guys, but, uh, maybe, maybe Denny, um, he's flashed yeah. them upside, but
2: yeah,
1: I don't know. If Porzingis plays, I don't know. I mean, is it going to be a thing where he plays 25 minutes because it's the last season, last week of the season, you know, and they're thinking big picture here they, they're a tough ass tomorrow. I, I probably won't have a ton of exposure regardless. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know unless we see like how old Neto jump into the starting lineup or something. Ish was really cheap on Fanduel on Tuesday. It was like thirty nine hundred. I do recall that, but I don't know. He played a lot of blowout run previously with with you know if you look at his game log and see his inflated minutes. So
2: yeah, he he could he's he's forty four hundred on Fanduel. Um, you know, for today's slate. Um, yeah. So I think he is, he sees certainly someone to throw in the mix, you know, played 27 minutes, 30 minutes against Dallas the game before. So um, yeah, he, it, those are some guys that I probably will include or kind of a last piece for tournaments, but yeah, not a ton of interest overall.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the Porzingis news matters uh, you know, they'll just need bodies at that point. So Yes, they will. Um, anyway, Atlanta is kind of in the mix here uh, in the bottom range of the East. Currently, they are a game up on the Hornets and the Nets. So, you know, they're playing some meaningful basketball as well. Seems like a smash bot for Trey Young. You know, they have incentives to play. They don't have John Collins still, obviously. Gallinari didn't play on Tuesday. I don't know about his status for, uh, for Wednesday, but regardless, like, not a ton of options, and Trey's been pretty good. He's in a good matchup. I I think Trey Young might end up being one of my favorite uh, spend ups besides Luca on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, Trey Young is yeah he can he can he can catch fire really anytime. I mean, he's just can put up some big numbers. Um, could be a great pivot away from Luca too. But yeah, he's I I love him as well. Um, I mean, we just kind of know where the usage goes on that team too. And then you know. Clint Capella is someone that I found in, in my lineups more often too, you know, he's always tough because the minutes are always really tough to predict for him. You know, he had a couple 30 minute games and then, you know, a couple 20 minute games in there and then back against Brooklyn here, he he had 30 minutes again, but you know, he, he just has such good stock upside too, you know, getting those blocks and steals and, and, um, making the most of his minutes out there. He's always, you know, getting rebounds and things like that. So, He's certainly someone that I'll take a look at, too, especially with, you know, center being um, a little bit different with some of the, you know, Embiid and Jokic off of the slate.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see how much uh, Bogdanovich plays without Gallinari. Like if Bogie hasn't played a ton lately, is he kind of the reason why? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm looking here. He's played 20 minutes heading into the fourth quarter. Um, So, yeah, you're thinking he might play, you know, 27, 28 minutes in a close game, which uh, he's 5,500 on, on DK. So um, if, if Gallinari is out again in what looks to be a decent game environment, I think Bogdanovich will probably pop in, in a lot of models. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Nope. That's, that's a great call. Absolutely.
1: It hasn't been great Absolutely. lately. Hasn't seen a lot of minutes, but you know, great game environment, minimal resistance from Washington. If, if Gallinari's in, then like, ah, I don't know. I mean, still a great price. I, I definitely want some shares, but um, if he's out, I think Bogdanovich could, could be the ticket here.
2: Absolutely. I agree.
1: And you're, you're right about Capella. Sounds like you like him enough. And uh, I think I do too, especially once the dust settles with the center situation, just because so many of those guys are in second legs of back-to-backs. I mean, if I'm going to consider a guy like Mitchell Robinson, I'm definitely going to consider a guy like Capella against Washington Oh, exactly. As well. so.
2: You just see the Willie Hernan Gomez starting.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how much that, that helps me because like most of my builds on FanDuel were. Same. I had like four guys in the pool at center, you know, Yep. that's where I try to get my leverage either. I make some stands or, or whatever, but I had like Embiid, Jokic, a couple of shares, and a couple of Drummond shares. So I think I'm SOL with the Herdy yep. Gomez swap, but I might have to see if I can make any Jackson Hayes um, swaps when we get off here. But I, I feel like I might not have a lot that makes sense. So I, I might, I, I might, I might be the big loser here um, tonight. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so best of luck to you, Christy. Are you you playing single entry kind of thing on Tuesday night or did you? Yeah.
2: Yep. I am. Um, and yeah, it was, it was kind of a tough call because kind of knowing that it was potential that he was out, but there were so many other good plays kind of in that, you know, especially with Anthony Davis in there. And then, you know, guys like Shen Goon and Greg Brown and some other value guys, it was hard. So I don't really have many spots open either. So
1: I was kind of wrong. I, valanciunas it was he they were in a blowout last game they played he only played like 20 something minutes and i thought like that would be good enough for him like they didn't run him into the ground so i was like yeah he'll, he'll probably play it's you know a great matchup against the kings and um what was the other my other dumb theory why i thought he would play and i was wrong i can't remember if, oh he hasn't missed the game since like january which you're saying okay maybe he needs a rest but It's not a back to back, and you only played like twenty two minutes the previous game. I was wrong. Congrats to uh, the Jackson Hayes, Hernan Gomez. Uh, (laughs) I hope it works out. I mean, that's that's that takes some some stones to uh, you know leave a late swap when there's not a lot of options left.
2: Yeah, it really does.
1: And I didn't have it, so cool. Um, Anyway, we'll move on here. We got two games left. (laughs) It's not going to get any uh, less fun. Not only with the Thunder on a back-to-back, Christy. They started some guys who oh. weren't in the Fanduel database tonight.
2: Yes. <laughs> and
1: you know, you talked about the Poku situation. Um, you know, did you have interest or investment in Poku before the news broke?
2: Um, I didn't because I was a little bit worried about this. I, you know, just with everything going on. Um, and so he was, you know, kind of at a similar price point to to like Shingoon. So I ended up kind of you know, getting scared off of him. And then, you know, seeing he wasn't in the starting lineup, just kind of affirmed that, but yeah, I he's obviously a great play. He's been playing well, but again, you know, kind of like back to that Detroit conversation a little bit too here. You've got some guys that weren't even in the player pool. You've got them, start. you know, a lot of different starting options. So it's getting tougher to trust some of the players and rotations here in OKC. You
1: know, uh, so Cala Zykus and, Xavier Simpson are in the pool on DK tomorrow, and they're the bare minimum price against Utah. Blair. And all I know is, as of right now, is, is um, they played a lot in the first half. Um, Cal Zykus played 22 minutes. And oh my
2: gosh. Wow. Sim-
1: Simpson played 19. The problem is they're just not very good at basketball, and they didn't really perform well. So <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where they'll pop as a point per dollar play but they almost have like the Dorian Finney Smith effect here. And, and what am I saying? I mean, if they go for 25, maybe they break the slate tomorrow. Right. So yep. um, That's going to be a tough call debating this value. I mean, do you have any advice at playing either of these guys who most of the public never heard of before Tuesday?
2: You know um, you know, like you said, they're kind of the min price. And I think, you know, kind of depending on what the starting lineup looks at tomorrow, looks like tomorrow that, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for, um, Krejci was in the lineup tonight, wasn't he? The starting yeah.
0: Lineup? Yeah. Yep. I was going
2: to say, you know, he has been getting a little bit more predictable, um, minutes in there. Um, you know, so he's someone maybe to kind of take a look at, you know, but there's just not a lot to trust on here anymore. But I do think, you know, if you like the rest of your lineup and you're going more of a stars and scrubs and want to get Luca and, and try in some of those guys in there, um, you know, certainly could do worse than a min price. OKC guy that's going to get a start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh Simpson and Khalid Zykus, I'm just hoping I'm saying that right, are your two men price guys Yeah. who are uh, in consideration here. But like you said, it just matters about the starting lineup here. And then even if we get that, I mean, there was no clarity on what would happen. And when the coach speak came out that not everybody would dress as active, I kind of thought, well, if they're going to tank, they're going to sit there, quote unquote, best couple of players and at this point of the season it is Poku and Maladon and neither of them played so why would they play against Utah tomorrow I kind of get I'm guessing they probably won't I don't
2: know exactly
1: maybe we'll get some news later that says they've been shut down I I, I don't know like imagine having wanting to shut down Poku Savage or Maladon it's just it's just mind-blowing to me oh it is Uh, on the flip side you got Utah and how do you determine what you want to do with this game. This should be a slaughter.
2: It it absolutely should be, you know, yeah, you get, you know, a great team in Utah going up against, you know, kind of just really the scrubs on the OKC side. So yeah, it's going to be really tough to prioritize anyone off of Utah. I mean, obviously Donovan Mitchell Um, You know, is someone certainly to throw into consideration, you know, high performer, he is his price never really goes up all that much. So he's kind of always priced in that mid um, 8k range. So, you know, certainly don't mind him. I know Conley has recently had a couple of big games, um, although I don't see him as having a ton of upside you know, maybe you're looking more at guys like even a guy like Jordan Clarkson that you hope that it is a blowout and he's going to get a little bit more run coming off of the bench um, because he can certainly be a good, you know, fantasy point per minute producer once given the opportunity. So, yeah, a little bit tougher to maybe prioritize some of the guys like Mitchell and stuff, but, um, you know, taking some tournament flyers on a, on a Clarkson or, you know, Conley more as a cash game filler.
1: And Utah still wants to keep the pedal down. Utah and... In- Minnesota are the sixth and the seventh yeah. seed right now, then uh, Utah's only a game and a half up on Minnesota. So if Utah loses tonight, Tuesday, and Minnesota wins, I mean, that, you know, Utah's going to want to win that game. And uh, as much as it might be a slaughter, you know, not all of these teams have incentives to win at this point. And, you know, uh, it would be pretty crazy if OKC okay, so kept it close. And, you know, you got Mitchell playing 40 minutes. And, yeah, um, you know, it's almost like you would want to run your utah exposure with somebody from okc if you have any preference for tournaments i mean i wouldn't totally force it but um one of those guys are gonna have to keep it close agreed (laughs) so yeah i mean i I feel the same way we just this is silly to say but we just need to see uh some news and uh but we'll see we'll see what okc rolls out and uh, I think Utah has something to play for. Uh, is there anybody specifically, like, are you thinking Mitchell, is he kind of the, the clear cut guy to roster if you're going anywhere?
2: I think so um, again, cause he's, he's priced pretty reasonably too and and has such good usage. Um, you know, it's got 32% usage um, and just a lot of it, a lot of the offense just runs through him. So yeah, he'd be a guy that I'm, I'm certainly targeting. He doesn't tend to tend to carry a ton of ownership in any ways. So yeah, probably him. And then looking probably like maybe at a guy like Clarkson for some tournaments.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. The final game of the night, Phoenix and the Clippers and the Suns are on a back-to-back. They've already done some resting a couple days ago of their players. Uh, the Suns are also playing the Lakers tonight. So I'm feeling like this could be another game where they rest a veteran or two. Uh, Phoenix, that is. And uh, hopefully we get that news depending on who you are, if you're a multi entered that kind of guy, you might want to take advantage of some leverage, but uh, you know, for cash games and things like that, it's just easier if you get the news before lock. So uh, I, I'm my, my gauge my level, my level of awareness is like a seven out of 10. Like maybe we see somebody not playing from Phoenix tomorrow. And uh, I kind of, I kind of feel like it might be Chris Paul.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think, yep. You know, I mean, he's still kind of working his way back from an injury really. And, and, you know, they could kind of say, Hey, we just want to give him some rest. So I I think you're right on that. So, um, you know, as we've gone down the stretch here, there ha there hasn't been a ton, unless someone's out of of, a focus for me on, on Phoenix, although, you know, you know, guys like Devin Booker and, and Aiton, you know, are certainly always good plays. Um, but yes, we could certainly be looking at some value if, if Paul is out, you know, um, campaign is back. And, you know, we've even seen Javelle McGee recently be some chalk, um, you know, so just kind of depending on what, what goes on tomorrow could be some value. And if there really isn't, and if everybody does play, I'll probably have less interest um, in some of these guys.
1: Yeah. This isn't exactly the late night hammer game. I, I don't think I'll have anybody on the Clippers I, unless we see, get some news that some people are sitting like, I'm looking at these prices and like, I'm not ready to play Paul George yet. And um, you know, his, him being active on the court affects Reggie Jackson, despite his price dropping. And um, both centers are in the 5K range. And I, uh, it's a slow matchup, a good defensive team in Phoenix. I, I really might pass on the Clippers collectively unless we get some news.
2: Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And, you know, they've been pretty tough. I mean, they, they kind of, mm-hmm. you know, came, came out and basically said, you know, they're going to, you know, drop the minutes for a lot of these guys. You know, we've seen some crazy things happen where, you know, some of the guys were resting and you see guys like, you know, Covington and some of these guys just huh. go absolutely bonkers, Coffee and, and Canard and things like that. But when, when everybody's healthy, it's just really hard to trust the minutes and rotations there. So probably more of a stay away game, too, like you, like you mentioned for me as well.
1: Yeah, pay attention. Hopefully we get some news uh, regarding Phoenix because uh, some value could open up and it could be a McGee night again. You're, you're right on that for sure. So, uh, yeah, we we got through that, that ugly six gamer. And <laughs> you know, now we talk through this, you know, what do you have any takeaways, you know, that maybe you didn't have before we recorded anything else you're taking a look at now?
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, like you mentioned, too, I think I think Trey Young is going to be someone that you know, certainly kind of in the GPP mix, you know, with, with a guy like Luke on the slate, I'm imagining that, that he'll be fairly popular because there aren't a lot, of ton of stars on the slate. So I like your call on that. I think he's um, going to be a very interesting play. And then, you know, I think as we see starting lineups come out, I think there's going to be a lot of, I think there's gonna be a lot of value again, that's going to kind of pop in, in, in lineups tomorrow, but uh, kind of have to wait to see how that shakes out.
1: Yeah, absolutely uh christy anything else before we get out of here
2: i don't think so i think uh yeah i think we it was good to talk through the slate and uh yeah wish you the best of luck tomorrow and tonight too hope everything finishes well for your nba lineups
1: yeah you too and uh where can the people find you on twitter i know from time to time you tweet and uh i saw some winning screenshots the last couple of months so keep up the good work
2: absolutely so yeah on twitter it's uh at creighton 12 so give me a follow there. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of great t- content. I've noticed too, just from the whole RG team, there's so much great content this time of the year, like you said, with baseball and articles and, you know, Derek Cardi's the bat and I mean, we just have so much great material. So it's, it's just been great to see. Um, and just wanted to give a little shout out there to all the great stuff at RG.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that wraps it up for the Roto-Grinders NBA morning grind for Wednesday. Hopefully we steered you in the right direction with some hypotheticals and some news to watch for. And um, you can always take advantage of some player props this time of the year. So definitely check out scoresandodds.com with our premium picks that we have there. And that's it. So for Christy Metzger, I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a good day, everybody, and best of luck.